Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the Joshi Dreamcast. I am your host, Scott Edwards, and we have a lot to talk about here today, all about stardom, because it's a big couple weeks for stardom. And really, I'm going to be saying that a lot on this show for the next couple months. But, but because it's so action packed, because we have to review Fight in the Top, because we are going to preview Midsummer Champions and New Blood 3, I thought it was a perfect time to bring on my first guest here, my good friend Trent Brewer. Trent, welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me uh, as your first guest on this particular uh, one of many podcasts and stuff you do. I'll be honest, I feel like that I'm the rightful first guest on your Fightful Overbook show, in part because I'm such a delightful guy. So thank you very much for having me. Good way to be uh, before yourself on that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Don't know, you know what you're talking about. You know, I always have a great time talking with you here about stardom. And we've had many, many pay-per-view reviews mm. uh, so far. Mostly, you know, we mostly do the very big ones. But yeah, I, I don't come special. on for the weak stuff. Yeah, I think this was, while this wasn't the likes of a flashing champions or, uh, you know, world climax, this was the first ever cage match in stardom. Well, two. We ended up getting two, of course. But originally it was just one. Just one. And I think the discussion of this show and the future of stardom is exciting. And I will say this before we continue. We are recording this before the Cork and Hall show that is happening on the Tuesday after Fight in the Top. Very important to say because there could be a lot that happens between now and that show. If we um, say something that now. ends up being proven wrong because of something that happens right. at Currican Hall, don't blame us. It's not no. our fault that they're running another show after a previous show. And they're going to be running mm. more shows before we have a chance to cover no. anything. They ran a show the day before the pay-per-view, too. So it's like, it. it's not our fault that they're just running and running and running and running before their biggest tournament of the year that involves each wrestler going through 12 matches each. But it's fine. It's fine because we all enjoy it. But like I said, we're talking fight in the top. And as you know by now, most of the time when we talk about these shows, we talk about how we felt coming out of it first before really diving into each match. So fight in the top, Trent. How did you feel once the show was over, the cage matches were done, Stardom gave their, you know, best effort at a first time event. I'm sure there will be more, um, hopefully more fitting of a feud next time, more than, you know, kind of making them out of thin air. That's my one complaint about the cage matches going in, but I know how I feel. How do you feel about the show overall? Uh, Look, my first feeling when the show finished, I'll be honest, was a little bit of relief. Uh, just because it looks like no one got majorly hurt. Like, mm. it's impossible when you're doing cage matches and especially some of the stuff that happened in those cage matches, you're not going to come out 100%. There's going to be bumps and bruises, some cuts, some swelling. That's going to happen. But it doesn't feel like anyone's come out going, oh, no, I'm injured, which given there's a couple of people in the cages who were coming back from injury and because of the nature of it, the first time they've done something like that, uh, it was just relief 
uh, for me. And I was I was stoked about it. It was a really fun pay-per-view. Yes, it wasn't Flashing Champions. It wasn't World Climax. There's been bigger and better stardom shows. But I don't think anyone coming into this was expecting it on that level because it was a two-and-a-half match show. Um, but those two-and-a-half matches delivered, and that was what you were looking for. Yeah, you say two-and-a-half matches, but that, that half for me turned into a full one by the end. Yeah. Um, just because of the, their performance and what they were able to do. But again, that's a good way to look at it. I, wa- I walk out of this pay-per-view in the same boat of very relieved because obviously we're going in with a couple injuries. Uh, we haven't seen Tecla for a month, obviously. Yeah. I think she is back this coming weekend, I think. Well, they actually it was July-ish the that they were going to bring yeah. them back. So. She, she is back on the big card, the Midsummer Champions card. Mm-hmm. We don't know if she's back this weekend. They only announced one match for that show so far, um, which we will talk about it at the end of this review. But... But when you have someone doing a, do- a foot stomp from the top of a cage and they they avoid any serious injury, it is a win. When you have wrestlers, you know, brutalizing each other with the cage and no one comes out hurt, it is a win, especially when they're wrestling very soon, very soon, once again. Uh, there's a lot of thoughts, but overall, a really fun show. Definitely mimics the same as the ladder match show they did mm. last year for me of you know they take a special stipulation that we've never seen them do before make it all about the pay-per-view you know the card's not necessarily loaded but they're going to give you a good show and that's really what stardom does and i think that's kind of why i also have you on here is you're someone like myself who watches all these stardom pay-per-views and appreciates all these stardom pay-per-views they never really let you down with pay-per-views ever. Yeah. They they can put on the smallest card like they kind of did here and you still walk away like, yeah, that was a great show. Another great show. So let's get into it because this was a tale of two shows. We knew that going in. And I want to stress this beforehand. I'm perfectly okay with them doing this. And here's why. You don't want to burn big matches just to burn big matches. Hmm. Shout out New Japan on that one. They do that all the time, and I think it's a problem. I think that's why maybe this year's, like, you know, G1 Climax, for example, is different and more unique because you're not burning as many big matches. You have some new fresh matchups. Another one is we're heading into that tournament, right, for stardom. We don't, I don't need every wrestler on the card going 100, you know, 80%. You know, not everyone needs to be Tam Nakano, right? Like, I don't need that every show. Um, And we're getting that again with Midsummer Champions. We're getting a very top-heavy card, and I think it's okay because of what we have at the end of the month. And really, July as a whole for Stardom is just insane uh, because of all the shows they have going. But I just wanted to put that out there before we get into the show. And, of course... Match number one, a real, real slobber knocker. We had Unagi Sayaka versus Waka Tsukiyama versus Ruaka with Ruaka coming out with the win. Uh, I don't have many thoughts on the match. <laughs> besides Come on, give us an hour on it. I, I, I couldn't even begin to try. Um, they couldn't even give Unagi when they're like, you know what, we need Ruaka to win this one, which is fine. I don't really care, but it was... It was it was there. It, it couldn't yeah. have been less interesting. 
<laughs> it, it was an opening match featuring three people who aren't super high on the card. Unagi's their sort of highlight wrestler of that bunch, but she wasn't going to go all out on this show. I, I like that Ruaka won because it feeds into what storytelling they were doing between Waka and Unagi. And I don't think the storytelling would have been quite the same if Unagi had won, walked out with the cha- with the championship, walked out with the victory here. So mm-hmm. I think Ruaka picking up the pin, it's not so much a this is an important victory, but I think it will lead into whatever story they're going to tell here with Unagi kind of maybe not being fully impressed by Wakasukiyama at the moment. Yeah, I my thing is I wanted them to go down that comedy route that Unagi's really been embracing um, mm. in her triple threats, but it just must be when she has Koguma there. I, 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 think, I think it's like that's a very specific thing she wants to do, but I thought it would have been funny, but again, it doesn't really matter who won. Mm. Or loss. It would have You've mattered. Got to save lost, those big stipulation matches for Unagi. You <laughs> can't fair. burn them all out in a month. There's only fair. so many words you can ban. It would have mattered if Waka won. That's the yeah. only way this match would have mattered in any way. Yeah. But of course, she didn't. So I was a little disappointed fine. they didn't build that aspect more because especially yeah. lately we've been seeing Waka kind of get some close falls and sort of looking like not necessarily that you expect her to win a match, but you would believe, oh, this could have been a victory right. for her. At no point right. in this match did I really believe that. Even when she was doing her roll-up sort of uh, spots, they never felt like, oh, this is a big moment here. We could see a three. And I don't yeah. know if it's because I just didn't believe she was going to go over Ruaka, of all people, for that <laughs> first win. But it, I, I'd never bought into it, which yeah. was probably my main complaint for a match like this. Yeah, I mean, oftentimes my biggest complaint... I'm going to be I'm gonna be that guy. I've said this on Twitter a few times. I haven't got attacked by the pitchforks i don't really care about the waka story like i'm very much on i and i think i might be the only one but like (laughs) for me it's like i'm not gonna care until the win happens because otherwise it's just like oh look at that she lost again some of us have a heart scott well i don't i guess (laughs) i guess i guess in this situation i don't it's just once she gets that win right she loses a lot of the excitement Mm -hmm. and and she she's somehow worst off when she will get that win. So it's like I hard do for me like to be the storytelling she does though. Like even yeah. though obviously like the focus is on her not winning yet, I believe that she can translate her storytelling into another story beyond just oh I've finally won a match. Yeah. Like Lady C had a similar storyline leading up to her first win over Waka of all people, and I don't feel like she was able to carry the storytelling beyond that's there. That's why I can't. Care. But I believe Waka can. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I think that's the main reason I just am not invested as yeah. much as others because I've seen what happens when Lady C gets the win, mm. and that and your heartless. Pr- well, sure, that's pretty <laughs> much nothing though. She got the win, and then it just was like, oh well, yeah. cool. Ha- ha- happy for her to get the win, but it was okay. a good spot it, at Corkin. Yeah, and that's what I expect Walker's win to be—a good mm. spot at Corkin, or maybe a bigger show. But I expect it to be Corkin fits fits the mold for that one. But let's move on. I think you know. I think we got five minutes out of that match. I think that's an accomplishment on our part. Uh, it, it bodes well for the rest of this uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Momokogo and Saida defeated the team of Mi- Miu Amasaki and Lady C when Saida channeled Yuji Nagata 
to get the win. And when I say channeled Yuji Nagashi, she went all in. She she yeah. did the uh, arm bar that I never remember the name of, and she went full like trance with her eyes in the back of her head that the ref had to be like, hey, hey, stop. And she was like, whoa, what happened? Uh, she went full in on it. I kind of like mm-hmm. it. I kind of like her channeling Nagata. I mean, Nagata's obviously a legend in his own right, so it's never a bad thing. But I do like the idea of having E to do that. I think it works for her. The match itself was fine. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. A little tag match. Um, Amasaki, I think, is just very good. And I think she's going to be a special wrestler for them, but she's she doesn't have to be there yet. So I thought this uh, this did the job, and I'm happy the Stars team won. They should be winning this match. I thought this was better than I was giving it any expectation to be. Because mm-hmm. I, of all these matches, it felt the most throwaway. Because even the Waka story with Inagi there, there was some kind of story going into it with Inagi kind of saying, I'm not going to help you in this. You've got to do it yourself. This one felt the definition of throw together. But what I really liked about it was because Lady C had picked up a submission victory over Saya Ida in the tournament beforehand, because they were the focus for most of that final stretch, mm-hmm. it was actually believable that the victory could go either way. Because we've mm-hmm. seen now that Lady C is at the level where she can beat Saya Ida, and we know Saya Ida is at the level where she can beat Lady C. So it actually felt kind of tense seeing them go head-to-head, whereas normally at this point in a second match on the card tag match, you've got the person you know will get the win and the person you know will get the pinfall against right. them. So you know, you're just waiting for the big move to hit. Now it was kind of like, okay, I, I don't know which way it's going to go. So when Lady C was setting up her, you know, I don't know what she calls the submission, but where she bends them over the knee and sort of in that Cobra clutch style uh-huh. move. I bought it for a second, even though I saw Momo Kogo sort of coming in from this corner. So this could be a match ender. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. I mean, the thing with Lady C's finisher is like, I, I never know if it's gonna end the match. Like the Mm. when when she beat Ida a few weeks ago, it was like, oh, oh, okay, sure. (laughs) Um, She needs a new finisher. I think that's, I think that's just the truth because it doesn't. It's not a move that looks good with every wrestler, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's a yeah. very it, it needs a good flexible opponent. Yeah. Ida, like she's got a lot of positive traits, but she's not the most flexible wrestler on the she's... roster. Well yeah. Yeah. Well, she's she, short. I, I, give, give her an Azumi <laughs> or a Starlight Kid. Like anyone that Mayu can get in that hanging dragon sleeper where they just yeah. destroy the back. Give right. Lady C someone like that and it's gonna look good. But right, right, give right. her, say, Natsukatora it's just not going to have the same impact. So they no. do. They probably do need to give her another sit-star finisher at some point, but she's also not winning enough matches to justify having multiple finishes to bust out. That's a good point. Uh, but let's move on. Let's move on here. We're steamrolling through this first half of the card, as we should, uh, like they did. It all ended within the first hour. Yeah, very quick. Hameka versus Mina Shirakawa. Now, I'll start this off by saying I've been someone very down on Mina Shirakawa. Very Some down. would call you a hater. I it's not a hater because I acknowledged how much she improved in the five star last year. Mm. I said, you know what? I enjoy watching her matches now. She's been very solid. She showed improvement. And then she got hurt. And then she did the Joker thing. And she hasn't been all that good ever since. That's just the truth. It's not me lying. It's just the truth. You just have to watch her matches to know that. However this is what I thought was her best showing in a long while. I thought she she was hitting everything to begin with. Like everything she was hitting felt like it had 
uh, meaning behind it. She was taking it to Hameka, which is not what I expected because obviously no. Hameka attacked from behind to begin with, so she should have had it, but Mina was attacking that leg, and Hameka was selling that leg great. So yeah. it just made Mina look great. Uh, you know, this match wasn't necessarily like, oh, go out of your way to see it, but it was just really, really good work, I thought, from both. It absolutely exceeded my low expectations i you know going into it all i wanted was uh, like a hameka power bomb and the match boom just because i think giving hameka a big win like that would have been cool going into the five star but it does make sense to let not have mina look like a chump going into the mm-hmm. five star as well um she exactly. looked really good she looked like she should have won the match so the clever victory of hameka taking mina's move to win i like that a lot and i thought Showing that Hameka can do that side of stealing a win just, you know, kind of adds to what should be a really good five-star for her. And I think if Mina's going to do this, she can have another good run, even if she's not going to win all that much. Mina Shokawa is always at her best when there's a story surrounding what she's doing. And I think that's probably been the biggest issue she's had this year, beyond just maybe not being in meaningful stuff in general. But they haven't had a lot of stories for her to dig her teeth into. Uh, the Cosmic Angels have been just kind of in a bit of a slump. They got, obviously, the brought colours in to join with them, and then uh, Maya left them before. But they haven't really delved into any big stories for her. This was the first time we've seen in a while where there's any kind of real build surrounding her as a character. And around Himika, it makes sense because those two have a history and they do work surprisingly well together. Like this isn't the first time Himika and Mina have put on a really good match. You just have to go to last year's five star, like you mentioned. So it's good to see her get that momentum building opportunity uh, in this particular match leading into the five star. Because, yeah, she has fallen Uh, slipped through the cracks a little bit. She hasn't been as noticeable Mm. as Tam or Unagi or a lot of the others who have kind of been in the middle of the road. Um, The only thing I would say, I love the match structure. It was great Mm. to see Himika having to work underneath for once. It was nice to see Mina kind of dominating. I would have liked her to have maybe one or two more leg-based attacks because really Mm. the crux of it was drop kick to the knee, either Himika standing or Himika on the ground, and that kind of leg lock that she was doing. That was good, but... It was a lot of that for a lot of the match. So one or two more moves that could have targeted the leg, I think would have lifted it that little bit more and shown a bit more versatility. But for a match I wasn't expecting too much from, even though I'm a Himika fan, I liked it. Yeah. I think one of Mina's weaknesses is the submission-based part of her game that she insists on doing Mm. because there isn't much to it besides like the figure four and the dropkick to the leg, but she continuously Mm. does it. Um, if she were to add more moves, then I think it would be good. But you don't want to add moves that you can't do well either. Like I think a dragon screw is auto, always yeah. a good add, um, and then maybe another submission like a leg bar. You know, there's a lot of good like wear down leg moves you can do that don't take a lot of ability necessarily. Right. You, know, you just have to scroll through WWE 2K games and look at all the leg-based attacks. And person lying on the ground, you stretch the leg, you kick the yeah. leg, you elbow the leg. It all works. I mean, especially when you got someone like Himika selling, because she is mm-hmm. one of the best sellers in stardom. Yeah. It's going to go this beautifully. Was, I think that's maybe my biggest takeaway besides me actually having a good outing was Himika really selling that leg. Because mm-hmm. there's so many times you do see wrestlers kind of forget um, once in a while during, and it happens in all promotions, not just stardom. Yeah. It's just how wrestling goes. But, you know, she showed that, she sold that like death. And I appreciate that from her. Uh, it, 
in the end, it was a match that I walked away like, yeah, that's that good. That's good. That's what that's what I wanted out of mm. them, right? Like, I'm not going to go back and watch this match no, necessarily, no but I enjoyed watching it. And the important thing is, even though Himika came out and interrupted the start to the match, we still got to hear the music at the end. Right. Because I was really disappointed when we didn't get to see her come out to her music. Now, especially when Mina was dominating, I'm thinking, we're not going to get any fire on this dance floor. But we did. That's all that matters. Very important for trying to get the music. Uh, but let's move on to the second half of the card. Very mm. different halves, as I said. And this is where we picked up the action. This match was the Artist of Stardom championship match. Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima defending their titles for the very first time against two star-studded teams. You had Julia, Micah, and my Sakurai, or as I like to call, oh my squared, Julia. <laughs> um, and then you had God's Eye, Shuri, Mirai, and Ami Saray. And I think going into this match, the automatic worry for anyone that wanted a way to tie to walk out and still, like myself, was God's Eye is going to get that push to these titles. It's going to happen. It's going to mm. happen. It's just it's what Rossi does. Happened with DDM. Happened with Cosmic Angels. Like, the list goes on and on. Happened with uh, Tokyo Cyber Squad. You know, it, it, it's a long list of things that he has done, and it's going to happen with God's Eye. Every however, faction that comes in gets that push. Yeah. However, however, we did not get that just yet. Instead, we had what I thought was, if you want to talk about a match that exceeded expectations more than any, I do think it was this one because you play with the factor of elimination. And an elimination match is in star, and we all know it's over the top rope. That comes into play, and that can derail matches. I admit that. I think everyone can admit that. That can hurt matches uh, because it, it's a way to avoid pinning your biggest stars, including, you know, the world of Stardom champion who's just sitting in this match. Um, and everyone has to get eliminated. It's not like one person gets eliminated, teams out. It is every participant makes for a very exciting match if you do it right, and that's what they did. Trent, before I go into how I felt about this match a little bit more, how did you enjoy the triple threat the first time ever by the way that these titles were defended in a triple threat trios match they have been contested uh once they were vacant at one time i believe uh, dakota kai was part of the team that won i don't remember exactly who but she was part of that team that gives you an idea of how far back we're going to because she hasn't been yes. in stardom for a long while yes yeah, yes. Uh, look, uh, you're absolutely right. This was the kind of match I, I figured it was going to be fun, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't sure how good it was going to be because when you have nine people in a match, when you've got three different teams all kind of scrambling together, you have a very real chance that things are just going to fall apart. Right. Spots are going to be missed. Things are going to be sloppy. You're always going to expect one or two sloppy moments, and we did get that here where it's kind of like, oh, we need to set up for this particular spot mm. or, you know, just finding where they needed to be. That's to be expected for a match like this. But what they did really well was just keep the tempo going. There's a lot of creative moments, a lot of really well-thought-out things. The triple elimination between with the three big names on each faction, I love that. Um, mm -hmm. Probably shouldn't have then teased it immediately after with the next three biggest members, uh, but that was fine. I think the most important thing to take away from this match, and the thing I thought as soon as I saw it, was that my Sakurai defeated 
Momo Watanabe. Man, imagine not... saying that to all the Momo fans just a few Man, months ago. No, I mean, you can it. say it now, stop but especially it. a few stop months Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. We have to, we have to add what happened by, by, over the top rope elimination. Defeated. She by no, get out of here. Technically, she in didn't the middle anyone. of the arena. I Technically, can't she the didn't beat anyone. She lost the match. In the end, she lost. So it's she didn't the defeat anyone. Victory. No, 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 no. See, see what happens. Yeah, you made you made my Momo defender side come out. Congratulations. Um, I'm no, you're done. Talk. You don't get to talk. <laughs> I, I, it's my turn. It's my turn. I thought this match was everything it needed to be to be great. Mm. And you had pretty much 15 minutes of all action, which was reminiscent of that ALK versus Micah and Hameka match from last year. Um, before any eliminations, they literally wrestled for like 12 minutes straight, or I don't know the exact time, before a single elimination, back and forth. We had an ALK moment in the match. Got me a little emotional, not going to lie to you. Um, we had Momo and Shuri doing exchanges, which, by the way, they are going to absolutely kill it in a few weeks, as one would expect with these two. Um, we had Starlight Kid doing her thing. Everyone had a little shine in this match, which I yeah. thought was very important. Um, I thought Mariah was great. I thought I loved her and Micah doing the shoulder block exchanges. Yes, that was great. Uh, just absolute power running through one another. I, I love that. Um, I think Ami Saray filled her spot well. My Sakurai did her job well. The good thing with my Sakurai, and I always say this, is that her her net, her moveset now, compared to when she was, you know, not, we can all agree. We were saying she wasn't all that good. It's, she was it's, it's four, Yes. It's forearms and big boots. <laughs> that is what she's doing now, keeping it simple. And it's working. It's working. You know, she'll have her diving elbow drop, which has greatly improved. It actually looks really good when she hits it now. She has a couple moves, but she keeps it very basic, and it makes it work, especially when she's doing these tag matches. It really works. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought she looked good in there as well. But like you said, they did have the big the big dogs of the um, match face off at one point. And ultimately, my favorite elimination was the first elimination where starlight kids like okay i'm just gonna take him out and myself <laughs> so she pretty much like grabs both of their heads rips them down to the floor with herself and it's it's brilliant if you think about it mm. that's how you that's how you want to get it out the big names you get rid of sure you get rid of julia now it's okay now i'm going to trust in my partners mm. to get the job done and another part that i adored in this match was the entire field that wasn't a way to tie focused on Saki Kashima because they know at any time she can beat them. And I, what happened? She beat them. That's Saki Kashima. This is going to sound ridiculous, but she should not lose the artist title for a long while because one, she's the best she's been in a while just with these titles alone. But two, the excitement of her just somehow pulling out the victory for her team works so well because you have Momo and Starlight Kid. They are up here, right? They're up here. They're the main event level. They're both main event. You know, they're in the main event title matches at the next pay-per-view. And then you have Saki Kashima, who's obviously lower, but she can beat anyone at any time. And that's a great wild card to have in the promotion, let alone in your group. 
and uh, them all attacking her and just knowing in their head that she could just take any of them out with a revival at any time. It was perfect. And ultimately, that's what she did. That's how we won. She went back to back revivals. And not only is it great for the artist of vision to have that kind of storytelling at their disposal, it's perfect timing heading into the five star Grand Prix. Because every year you're always going to get one or two sucky revival wins over someone important. And the fact that it's been sort of put into our mind in the month leading up to it is so good because you know now every sucky match, no matter who she's up against, it's a it's a crapshoot. Like mm-hmm. she might be expected to lose a certain match, but you know, yeah, she's the Yano of this year's five star. She can pull it out at any time with the revival. You know, like if she gets against Mayu Watani, chalk that up for a Saki win. That's that's <laughs> tradition of this. If point. they're in the same block, of course. Yeah, but she did it to Julia last year as well. So yes. they're not afraid to have anyone like you put her against Shuri in the block this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Saki gets the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the wonderful, and I say Saki Kashima is the best spoiler you can put in a tournament in wrestling because because she's really good at getting taking a beat down mm. and then just beating you. And it might frustrate people, but the way she does it works so well. And the part that I loved in this match is when she tried to do it to Ami Saray, and Ami Saray was too strong. You're like, oh, oh, my God, could she not get this on her? Ultimately, she did in the end to win the match officially. Uh, first God's Eye loss as a team. That is notable mm-hmm. as well. Um, it wasn't shocking that DDM lost because I think we all said it was either going to be God's Eye or Oedo Tai. I'm happy they kept the belts on them. I think they deserve at least uh, two more. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Title defenses with that. Yeah, get them through to the five star Grand Prix. They've got that weird sort of show in between the five star. Like yes. they could lose it then, but it gives them a solid little rain, if nothing else, and gives us plenty of sucky moments. And well, yeah, it's we, it's fun. We will. Know, we're gonna know their next uh, their next defense by the sounds of it, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's get to the cage matches. I should have had like a big cage match feature that just dropped down on our things, but I don't have that. I'm not that. Well, they didn't drop the cage down for this show. That's true. That's true. Actually, we'll be right back. Let me go make it. Let me go spend 20 minutes, make it. You can watch this uh, video of 
uh, our the hype package between our history. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch yeah. the video package and you trash talking yeah, jungle, me trash talking Momo. You pretty much rewatch their entire last match um, mm. or our whole match right now. Uh, so we'll be right back. Of course, we're kidding. Let's get to it. Tam Nakano, Natsupoi. Uh, they this match obviously became a steel cage match. When Tam Nakano says, "I want this to be a steel cage match," and then <laughs> Ross is like. I mean, okay, sure, uh, whatever. Uh, that's I bought usually this thing off Gumtree. I might as well use that. Yeah, I mean that that cage did not look fun. Uh, let's just say that it, it was no. scary looking, which is why you know you and me started off by saying we're just happy everyone made it out okay because it did not look comfy. Uh, looked a little rusty at times on that cage, but yeah, that didn't look new. That was secondhand. It did not look new. It looks like they took the same cage from AJW and just said, here. Uh, obviously, it was a little shorter, but I'm happy it was the size it was. I didn't need it to be mm. much bigger. It was scary enough. Um, but the match. this this I think this was the one that had more hype around it going into it because it was a singles match, because they had a rivalry going that obviously expands past this match. Uh, this is the kickoff to their series because why not? Um, but in the end, in the end, we got the Tam Nakano special. That's what we got. And this match has to, it, it, it guarantees you that you're either going to love Tam Nakano matches or you're not going to like them at all because this was as Tam Nakano as it gets her storytelling you know having that story with Natsupoi I understand anyone that didn't like it I understand that anyone that loved it I saw some people call it a classic I saw I saw I saw pretty much every range hmm. you can imagine for this match and I think that's that is the that's why Tam Nakano is so special I think because her matches are so unique that it just leaves wrestling fans so separated at times for her matches. And, you know, some people might say that's bad, but for the majority of the time, people love her matches. That is that is the main takeaway. There will be people that don't like them, but the bigger group is always those who love them. And I actually had to watch this match twice, and here's why. The rules going into it made <laughs> negative sense to me. So it kind of does bother you a little when you're watching the match. Because so the rules, for those who didn't don't know, didn't watch the show yet because it's not up on Stardom World, or it probably will be as this recording comes out. Wednesday's usually the day they put it up. The rules were that you had to pin your opponent, and then you had an undisclosed amount of time to get out. Or you had, or the timer resets. We never got told the timer. There was no countdown. There was no clock. That was like just bothering. It was bothering me a lot because I was like, I don't understand. And this is also the promotion that protects their wrestlers by any means necessary. And I watched both of these wrestlers get pinned at least twice. So I was like, <laughs> okay, timeout, <laughs> timeout. So I went back and rewatched it. And this is the viewing that mattered because now that. I could focus. Also, it was at a more normal time of me not being exhausted. I was still exhausted because I watched it the same day that I had two hours of sleep, but I had a nap in there, so 
That was enough. So, so rewatching it, you again, I said, Tam Nakano, you're either gonna love her or you're gonna hate her. My, as I walk away from this match, yes, I did do the scroll back right there just to animate the magic of being on video. Yes, the magic of being on video. Unless you're listening to this on podcast, then yeah, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Anyways, the magic of this match was that they went out there and they used the cage to their advantage. They brutalized each other with the cage. I think they did every part in they did everything in their being to try to make each other bleed. It wasn't happening. It just wasn't happening. But I think that's what they were trying to do when they were scraping each other's faces and uh Tam was focusing on the previously stitched uh head of Natsupoi, that exact side. I think that's where they were going, just didn't happen, which is okay. Hmm. But this match was great. I think this match was a very good, uh, great storytelling match that really embodies who Tam Nakano is as a wrestler because, Trent, we're on the last dance yeah. for Tam Nakano. We, this is the kickoff to the last dance i made a little graphic for if you want to fall if you want to go see it i made i put her as michael jordan on the like last dance uh espn thing very proud of it so who's scotty pippen um unagi (laughs) 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 but this was the last dance right and this was the beginning of what will be her retirement road because she told us last year i have a year i have a year or so left we're on pace. We're on pace. Yeah. But she did everything in her power to make this match feel as important as she needed to be. I still prefer the Wonder of Stardom title match from last year. That's a personal opinion. I prefer that one over this one. But I can appreciate what those two put each other through. I can appreciate the finish of, of Tam Nakano doing the hesitation violet screwdriver of being like, oh, you know, I have to do this. And that's one of those things of Tam that people are either love or hate. They're going to be like, oh, really? We got to do the whole emotional thing. But it's something she's so good at. And I can appreciate that. Her dropping knots to play her friend in the end. She is her friend just to, you know, climb up the ladder. She still had to choke her out. To I think that's my one thing. If I could change something specifically, I would have just had Nats to be out. There. Oh, really? I think I would have just had her be out, have Tam escape. Because Tam adds so much emotion to that. She pins her twice, like, within mm. a couple minutes. I think that would have been good to just be like, boom, done. I'm out. Will, will the choke out thing really matter to me in the end? No, because I still thought it was a great match. But that was the one thing that I was like, oh, well, I mean, you, you really put a big meaning on it. You did the one, two, three, like, with your hand. That should have been it. I also would have liked if you know we switch up the rules next time. Maybe you have one pin and then you can escape at any time. But that's you know first time cage match. These are just my these are my nitpicks. Overall, great match, Trent. I've talked for a long time. I'll let you share your thoughts because I knew you were a fan of this as well. I, I, I was I'm actually all for the way they finished it, and I think the main reason is because a lot of the story of this match was basically Natsupoi just trying and trying to keep up with Tam and refusing to give in. And like those, that final sort of sequence where Tam just pretty much put her to bed. Yes, it would have been a definitive victory for it, but to see Natsupoi give everything she had, putting her body on the line, just to get up there and just try and keep mm-hmm. this match going, just mm-hmm. everything she had. 
and then Cam sort of choking her out. I think that visual um, was so striking and so powerful and then to just drop her to the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we got that because I think it gave Natsupoi just that little bit added, you know, I guess, value in this match if she'd just been mm-hmm. put out and just flat on her back for the entirety as Tam crawled out. Not what It wouldn't have made her look weak, but I think the, the, the alternative that we got made her look that much stronger even though Tam ended up winning. Um, right. The cage match itself, I absolutely loved it. I, It's not a match of the year candidate for me, but it's just mm-hmm. that tier below. I would still have Tam versus Kamatani uh, from March yeah. as my match of the year, um, ironically also featuring Tam. Uh, this would be in that kind of second tier, probably just below uh, Maya Julia and Azumi Kid, which is still a fantastic spot for it. And I think mm-hmm. given the fact that neither of these two had been in a cage match before, we didn't know what to expect. Uh, single cage matches are always, it's going to be difficult because it is going to be a slow burn match. And this was a slow match. If you don't like uh, slow paced matches, you're not going to enjoy this. Because from the very start, they've got the intense stare down, which goes for a while. Tam takes the time really, you know, dragging Natsupoi across the cage. The big spots led to double downs for quite a bit. So if you don't like the slow stuff and you don't like the emotional storytelling, which are both tenets of a Tam Nakano match, this is going to be high and you're not for me. But personally, I don't mind a slow match when it's telling a story and this told a hell of a story. Um, Mm. Both people put their bodies on the line. There was no blood, but you could see on Natsupoi's face, it was all scratched up, it was banged up. Tam looked like she'd been through about four wars rather than just one. So even though there's no blood, like it was as if there was. Um, And, yeah, I loved it. They put everything on the line and it paid off. Unfortunately, uh, the storytelling aspect of now they're just doing a singles match straight after (laughs) doesn't make a lot of sense. And I was confused because... Before this match started, I'm like, okay, I don't want distractions of Twitter, so I'm just going to watch this match. I didn't see the post telling us that there was meant to be pinfalls. Mm-hmm. And earlier in the day, we had a post from one of, I think, Ando, talking about the cage going up and how there's not there's going to be a referee in the cage, even though he's not needed. I didn't know that was only for the main event. So when I yeah. see Natsupoi go for an admittedly slow and kind of clunky fairy blink, yeah. and then all of a sudden there's a pinfall, I'm like, wait, what? what? Right. What's going on here? And I didn't, it didn't click for me immediately that you had to get a pinfall and then escape the cage. And so uh-huh. I had to jump on Twitter halfway through the match when there was a double down and look up and it's like, oh, okay, pinfall, then escape. <laughs> if you get stopped, yeah. reset. Now, yeah. that's not the fault of the broadcast because it's in Japanese and there was no English commentators. I'm not going to place the blame on the English translation crew for stardom because what it sounds like is maybe he wasn't fully aware of the rules as well. Mm-hmm. But this is the kind of thing that ideally in a perfect world we would have had announced to us ahead of time because right. we had two different cage matches with two vastly different sets of rules. Yes. Yeah. So when later on in a match you see Maya Watani going for a pin, even though we know there's not meant to be pins, it's meant to be a comedy <laughs> spot. I'm seeing yeah. go, I would believe if you thought you had to get a pinfall because that's what just happened. But that's my only yeah. real complaint was the confusion around the rule. Yeah. It didn't hamper it enough for me because I, <laughs> I jumped on board once it happened. And mm. the fact that we've got a big blow-off feud match that then is preceded by another normal match a couple of yeah. days later, which is an unfortunate side effect of the booking schedule. But you kind of can't help but go, oh, you couldn't have worked out a better way to do this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the rules did mess me up for initial watching. 
because I one I wouldn't have done it that way. Like that for mm. plain and simple, I would not have done it that way. One I would have either went like old school, you got to pin someone to win, or escape the cage, or just pin them once and then you can escape mm. the cage. Like one of those two things, not pin them every time, and then have a unspecified amount of time. I think it was less but, the time it took and more if you basically pulled them down from a cage. Because, I, like, maybe. the final moment, like, Natsupoi stopped her, but then, you know, okay. Tam was still in the cage. So You say that, but why did Tam have to pin Natsupoi twice before trying impact. to climb up? That, that was like, pure impact for me. But, like, come on. Like, why do we have to? This is, again, this is the promotion that doesn't have people get pinned. Yeah. <laughs> and they it, said, it's you a know weird what? rule. You're the one thing I like about twice. it is it stops, like, for this kind of match where like it's a it's a bit of a blood feud, so you're not having people try like it's not like the next match where people were just desperate to get out of the cage. Mm-hmm. I like that you kind of had to get a definitive hit, get the yeah. pinfall, and then get out. I don't mind it either way. It would be interesting to see it done in the future to see how it translates a second or third time. But I can understand why people aren't a big fan of this rule. Yeah, I mean I mean I had the We Are Stardom account yelling at me after the fact. I saw that. Okay. I saw. I was like, I, I didn't know. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, I went back and watched it. The match is great. Uh, Tam Nakano did the Tam Nakano thing. Uh, she's a great storyteller. One of the, I think she will go down as one of the best storytellers of all time. Plain and simple. She's she's now a legend in my books with wrestling. Not I just Stardom fair. and Joshi, but wrestling. I think that's fair. I, I'm excited to see where she goes to end her career in these next couple months or year, however long it's going to take. We are we are in that final ride here um, because I think she's going to solidify herself even more as uh, she's going to, she's a stardom legend. I think that's guaranteed, but there's a reason people are talking about this match. There's a reason she was in the main event of their biggest show potentially ever. She is a star. She is going to She's written her own chapter in her most unique possible way. On and Twitter. Just, every time yes, there's a match with her. Every single time. Oh, you want to know the backstory? Here you go. Yes. Um, now we have to see where do we go from here? Because my brain says, okay, well, you said it's a two-match series. But if Natsupoi wins, which I think she should at mm. the Corican, I think it would be silly to have Natsupoi lose twice. I don't. I would not like that at all. Then you have to have the third match. You yeah. got to do it, right? So that's where I'm at. Um, I think they're going to have a stellar cork in main event because one cork is going to be rocking. Mm. That's always fun. A rocking cork is always great. But also these two, you know, they don't need a cage to tell their story to have their match. We've seen it. We saw it last year. I just said mm. I preferred that one over it, but this was great. Uh, it, it is a shy of a match of the year contender for me, but it is a must watch. I think mm. that's most important. It is a must-watch. Uh, it will be remembered for years to come. Some people call it a classic. Some people call it this. Some people call it that. What I will say, it is a Tam Nakano special. Natsupoi, Tam, give yourself a round of applause. You, you went out there. You told a fantastic story. And, yeah, great match. We move on to the main event. I do think you should have switched these two matches. Uh, just because you 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 harp so much on that one before this, that it's like okay, now let's have the fun crazy one. But if you wanted to say that match was the first cage match of all time, I get it. 
Um, I think you needed Tam Natsapoy to go first because they could do a 15-minute video hype package beforehand, whereas the hype for true. this tag match was literally, hey, you run around outside that's, the ring. Let's stop that. Oh, true. can I bring my friends? Sure, why not? Do they want to be in the match? Not particularly. Who not cares? at all. Not at all. I think that's worth talking about here. So they make their entrances. Uh, Queen's Quest makes their entrance first. You know, they look great, amazing. You know, they're the coolest around. They do close-ups. Azumi's as happy as can be. Saya's like, yeah, you know, I'm here. I'm ha- I'm okay. And Utami's just like, oh, God, here we go. Uh, so that was great. Got to watch the entrances for this match. Very important. And then stars come out. Again, Hazuki, as happy as can be. Hazuki and Azumi just on the same wavelength as you expect. Mm. Kokomo's pretty happy, too. She's pretty amped up. She's ready to go. Mayumi Utami's nowhere to be found. <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, here we go. They go back. They get her. She's terrified. She's like, I don't want to do this. I didn't sign up for this. You guys made me. I literally said, do I have to? When the match was presented, Mayu Yutani being the best of all time, you know, that's, that's what she does. Mm. Um, they ultimately get into the ring after, you know, kind of having to force Mayu in there. They all got in the ring. The match is to be had. I love this match. I walk away loving this match. Um, they did exactly what you wanted them to do, even if it terrified you a little bit <laughs> on multiple occasions. Um, you know, you had comedic spots that were really good with Mayu and Utami and Saya. You had high speed spots between Zumi Koguma, a little bit of Zuki. You, ha- you, you had everything. You really mm. had everything in this match. And then, of course, you have the big dives that we were all waiting for. You know, we didn't get it from Tam and Natsupoy. All we got from them was a back body drop into the cage where they both fell down, scraping their head off. The, you know, that was nothing. That was nothing. We were waiting for the dives. We were waiting for the dives. Um, so to tell you what happened, Mayu got her ass out of there as soon as possible. She was like, I'm done. All right, see you later. She did a great. They did the um, three of them drop kick. Yes. She... Went higher than she's ever gone before. Poor Azumi. She went flying into that cage. That because Azumi was on the turnbuckle. I've never yeah. seen this freedom drop kick done yeah. to someone on the turnbuckle. Yeah, and if it doesn't shock you, Mayu landed on her neck because, you know, she had to. It, it, yeah. It's part of the rules. She's a and cat she, only instead of landing on the, her <laughs> neck. And then by that point, she's like, I'm getting out of here. That mm-hmm. was enough for me. She climbs. She's terrified when she's at the top. She's like, there was a point in this match also where she teased a moonsault like you had a feeling like oh yeah. please don't please yeah. don't like, i don't, she, she, I don't she, need... she was on the top of the cage she looked back and it's like oh no like we were ex- almost expecting yeah. it after the ladder match which yes you know, from a similar height but it's like oh you're gonna do it aren't you and then she's like no I'm no fine. i'm good this is I'm this good. is elimination rules i'm out of here yes yeah. yeah, see ya. so she's the first one out very funny and Saya's pretty quick right after her. it didn't take long and Saya actually beat was... my with the exit yeah Saya was terrified. Legitimately, yeah. like Mayu felt terrified. Saya was terrified. When she finally put her feet on the ground, she couldn't have been more happier. And I was like, and it's crazy because she is also the one that does the Phoenix Splash. Let's not mm. let's not forget that. That is what she does as her finisher. This crazy flipping move through the air, but terrified of heights. You felt that. And that's really when we got into that next gear for the match. You got rid of the you got the comedic spots out of the way, and now it's diving time. You have Hazuki hit this picture-perfect crossbody onto Azumi and 
Utami, and then she gets out of there. That's pretty much what happened. She hit it, then she was like, see ya, see ya. Um, Hazuki was great in this match. Everyone was great in this match. I want to point that out. Like Even Saya, who didn't do all that much, all things considered, that she is the you know highest person on the totem pole, technically, out of everyone in this match. Even, she's the Wonder of Storm champion. But she did the least. Maya did a lot when she was in there. It's just she just didn't want to be in there too long. Um, but Hazuki was great. Hazuki gets out. And then Tommy pretty much gets out soon after that because it's two-on-one. And then it's down to Zumi Kogawa, the way it was supposed to be. They're the only reason we're here in the first place. The only reason Mayu had to risk her life in this cage. Right? And we got one of, if not the craziest, cage dive you're going to get. Because Azumi, as happy as could be, gets up to that corner. Kogum is laying on the ground. And she does her diving foot stomp from the top. If she misses Kogum by this much, you don't know what happens to that ankle, the leg. You don't know what happens. If she was an inch in the other way, you don't know what happens to Kogum's stomach. Right. But she... Huh. She got Koguma. I promise you she got Koguma. That's, oh, yeah, but it could have been a lot worse. Was. Oh, yeah. It could have been a lot worse for everyone, but it was, she hit it perfectly. Uh, just picture perfect, stunning. That, that clip understandably went around on, uh, socials. They did more back and forth. And then Koguma, this is the best. This is, it just made me clap. Koguma gets up. She's, assuming so far, right? She's far across the ring. I'm like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Because Koguma does that. To... I did too. She does that phenomenal diving splash. She has one of the best diving splashes you'll see. And I was like, oh God, please don't. Please don't. I was like, get out. Get out. And for the first time ever, I got what I wanted from a wrestler that's at the top of a cage. She turns around. She sees the big group of people. She's like, all right, I'm out. Diving cross by all of them. Stars wins the match. And I just sat there clapping. I was like, yes. Yes. That's the way you end it. Just Oh, such fun, mm. such fantastic stuff. You got a little bit of everything in this match. It was really, really great. I loved every second of it. Uh, but that's the basis of what happened. Trent, how'd you feel about the match? All the crazy spots, the comedy spots. It gave you everything. Yeah, so this was a nice little palate cleanser after the super emotional and dramatic cage match between Tam and Natsupoi, which, and we kind of expected this. We knew that was going to be intense and personal and that this was just going to be kind of, you know, a circus show in a lot of ways. And I thought they played it off really well. Having, you know, Utami and Mayu both try and get out of the cage immediately, having the comedic <laughs> spots with, you know, Mayu and Sai just getting out of there and even Utami like she you know landed and then she just fell to the floor she was happy to get out of there too I was actually a little worried at first because in the first minute of the match it looked like Utami might have tweaked like a hamstring um she was you know she went to she I think she ran to stop Mayu from getting out and then you could just kind of see her pulling up a little sore and she wasn't moving as smoothly as she maybe normally would Um, But it could have also been just she knew she wasn't doing that much in the cage match. This was a spotlight moment for Hazuki, but particularly Koguma and Azumi. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Like, compared to what they were doing, she she was in there as a support. She wasn't there to steal the show. And I love that not only was it the storytelling of Azumi and Koguma who wanted this match, getting to finish it out, but it was nice to see them in a big pay-per-view main event spot 
they got to close it out and they got to show that high speed can look as a main event match spot and deliver. Not And obviously, look, the cage helps and they get <laughs> to do those spotlight things that get shared all over the internet. But in yeah. terms of just showcasing high speed at the very highest level, they got to do that as well. And we got Jenkin on top of the cage, which as someone who loves the old Jenkin tournaments from stardom and the Choco Pro Ghetto Move Jenkin tournaments at the end of every show, I love that they're on top of the cage and they play Jenkin to work out who would have to move closer. That was fun. Uh, it was all so much fun. I think it was a perfect way to end the pay-per-view. And you said, you know, it was a palate cleanser from emotion. As a massive Mayu Tani fan, I felt me- much emotion when she was in that match. <laughs> I was like, please let her get out in one piece because she did, you know, because you never know. You never know. She mm-hmm. might look scared, but then she'll be like, oh, Moonsault. Yeah. I'm happy she didn't do it. I'm very happy she did. We got a plenty of dives. They were all let crazy. the youngins do the crazy. Spots. Yes, exactly. Let let the Dragon Gate super fan Azumi do the crazy crap. Like you can you can take the day off, okay? Mm. Take the day off. Lands on neck because of a drop kick. It's fine. It's well, only one neck drop, it. so that's just a practice session for her. Only one. So as a close, that is fight in the top. Trent, we've had a lot of pay-per-views this year from Stardom already. Lots of them. We had the, one in, we had the one in <laughs> we had the one in January that I could never remember the name of. Um, yeah, Dream Cinderella in Nago, Nago, Nagawaka? I don't think it was called Dream Cinderella. Um, but now you're making me think. Uh, but we have, we've had a lot of shows, right? Mm. And I want to ask you, where would you rank this for stardom pay-per-views? You just give me top, middle, or bottom. I'm going to go middle. I don't think it's necessarily – like it's memorable because of the cage matches, and both cage matches were really good. Um, but I don't think it gets to the very pinnacle of mm-hmm. some of the shows that they've had just because – this wasn't a top to bottom show. Like, a, you know, we've had some of these B pay per views from Stardom yeah. be top to bottom, just fantastic matches. The opening show, you know, stealing, trying to steal the show. This, this show wasn't that. It was a two and a half match show, which turned into a three, but like it wasn't respect. the, yeah, respect, no, like, respect our girl Saki Kashima. They, they put on a fantastic it's match, good. but it was a tale of two halves in this pay per view, mm-hmm. which, is to me is what ultimately hurts it as great as one or two matches can be. If you don't go from top to bottom, it's just going to be missing something when stardom have delivered that already. So I'm going to go mid, but a good mid. Yeah. So the pay-per-views this year have been Nagoya Supreme fight. Ah, The main event, the main event was Sherry versus Mirai. Mm -hmm. um, And then Sai versus Unagi. We had Cinderella journey, which was a, B pay-per-view that had the Starlight Kid Izumi match, of course, and the great Saya Kamatani versus Natsupoi match in the main event. We had Stardom World Climax, the best and the top. We know how those went. Uh, you have one night main evented by Shuri and Julia, the next by Shuri and Mayu Iwatani. And then you have the Cinderella final. Technically, you have the first one, too. We have the Cinderella final which is a very good show in itself. Um, yeah, there's so many papers. Jeez. You, you kind of there's one at the end that. of January, too, which had the Mayu Julia match. The Mai- oh, yes, 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 yes. Is that the beginning? 
Uh, that was the end of Jul- uh, January. I, th- I think that's Nagoya, the one in Nagoya. That was Nagoya Supreme Fight, yeah. Oh, that was Supreme. Was that Supreme? No, it's a, yeah. Because February twenty third was a Zoomy Starlight Kid. That that didn't have Mayo and Julia. That wasn't Supreme Fight. That was Cinderella Journey. Yeah. So this, yeah, that at Nagoya Supreme Fight, they had that one. Which, honestly, that match more than anything was the reason I loved that show. Um, mm. I thought the main event was great too, but. They had all those. They had the World Climax shows. You have the Cinderella final um, where Shuri beat Hameka in the main event. And, of course, Mirai was crowned as the Cinderella. You had the Fukuoka Goddess Festival where Saya mm-hmm. and Micah went against each other. Another, in quotes, B-level pay-per-view that, of course, delivered. Uh, had that great tag title match as well with um, Hazuki Koguma versus Oedo Ties. Momo and Starlight Kid. And then you had flashing champions, which, you know, you and me on a different show, not here on Fightful, said that was the show of the year for stardom so far at the time. I don't think that changed with this show. And then, of course, fight in the top. So those are all the pay-per-views this year. Mm. And each each and every single one has a special match, at least. Um, So, again, a credit to stardom for what they've done this year to leave us the just even thinking like where does fight in the top go i'm gonna say it probably somehow it might just be over the cinderella final for me really yeah and the cinderella final is a great show well i mean <laughs> so, you're a mariah mark so for that i am i am is, i uh, am telling. a mariah fan it's just there has been so many good shows and you know going back through that and i think of all of them it's just like there was at least three or four great matches on each card and the ones that didn't have three or four had two like up here mm. cinderella journey had those two it had kid and azumi followed by saya and natsupoi so like i think that's where i'd rank it and again, not a discredit to this show. This show is really good. It's just everything else has been amazing. So yeah. I think that's where I land there. But this discussion's not even going to matter at the end of July because they have Midsummer Champions, Midsummer Champions in Nagoya, whatever the heck you want to call Stardom and Showcase. They're now hyping in a very unique way. Yes, by choking out Rossi Agawa and Sayakamitani. But yeah. well, we didn't mention that in our recap of uh, the, no, the show. No, there's some weird Grim Reaper thing happening. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I didn't bring it up because I don't know what to talk I just don't know what to tell you about it. No one knows what's going on. Um, but it is Sayakamitani. So hmm. it's going to matter eventually. Um, I saw some people have some ideas. I was like, I hope those aren't the ideas, but I won't bring those up for now. Um, <laughs> you know, we have those, and then we have the two nights of the five star Grand Prix, which, if you remember last year, were two of their finest shows overall. So, mm. big month of July coming up. That's where we go now. Big month of July. I think this weekend that we're about to discuss, which features Stardom, New Blood 3, TJPW, Summer Sun Princess, the best card they've ever had on paper. We'll see if it, you know, turns out to be even better than just on paper. Stardom, Midsummer Champions. Now, Sendai Girls said, you know what? We're going to have our first pay-per-view of the year. We're going to have Senjo Chronicle, which features 
Chihiro Hashimoto versus Asuka Veni for the Sendai Girls World Title. And in that semi-main event, we have Dash Chisako facing off with Suzu Suzuki. So they're bringing everyone's packing the punch, and mm. it's time we start Joshi Summer off with a bang. We, you know, this Joshi Dreamcast won't be back until all of those shows happen. I promise we're gonna review them all, but we're gonna preview <laughs> the Stardom ones right here. Get ready for a five-hour episode. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> but we're gonna preview the stardom ones right here because this is this is stardom oriented show with fight in the top. Thought it would be right we talk about these shows because I think the new blood three shows are a show that's likely gonna be on YouTube again, so everyone can check that out. And then the Midsummer Champions pay-per-view has the two title matches that I'm most excited for all year. So it only feels right. So let's talk new blood three. Why don't we? It's an interesting card. It, ha- mm. you know, th- these are the shows that have a little bit of everyone on their um, lineup. And based on the tweet that I saw from Stardom the other day, the main event is thankfully not the first match we're going to talk about, even though on the website it looks like it is. Um, Waka Sugiyama versus Ram Kai Chow. Going to be an interesting one, Trent. Mm. That it's the only, it's Ram's way, of course. She's you know tried to kill Rossi, who's you know giving her a chance to wrestle on one of his shows. She, she was said, doing no. it before it was cool with the skeleton. Exactly. Maybe that's that's someone that you know hinted at. Maybe this has to do with her. Very possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know she's going against Wakasukiyama, who has a big zero wins to her name. It's a match. It's definitely a match. It is that is pretty much as far as I could go. I don't expect Waka to win. I expect a lot of antics. I expect ah the unexpected. That's what I expect. <laughs> I expect the unexpected. So, uh, you know, you going into this match, how are you feeling about? I'm I'm intrigued and excited because this is the biggest sort of stage for Waka to kind of show where she's at. She's in, if not a main event match now, a semi-main event is going to be, it kind of feels like the most important match of the show because that's the one that's kind of been building from a story perspective the most. Uh, they're bringing in the big outsider and Ramka Chow for the first time, which is going to sort of interest people as well. I don't know what to expect from an in-ring standpoint. It wouldn't completely surprise me if Waka did get the win here just because it would be kind of a cool moment and... It feels like the only reason they're not saying it's on YouTube at the moment is to get people in the door in Japan. So putting it on a free show where you know, people are watching time. live, that could be kind of a cool way for Wacker to get her first win. Um, I don't know what to expect, but I think it is going to be a fun match that gets to highlight Ram's ability and hopefully gets to showcase Wacker's ability as well. So it's not the match I'm most excited for on this uh, show, <laughs> but I am very interested to see how it comes out. It it doesn't look as though it will be the main event anymore, even though it did feel like that all the press conferences, mm. which is, I think, a good move, obviously, um, because of what you have on this card. But should be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. The next up, we have Ami Saray versus Diana's uh, – Nan- is it Nanami? I believe it's Nanami. Yeah, Nanami. Yeah, um, it's an Ami Saray showcase, really. She'll probably yeah. dominate. Nanami will get a little offense. Is what it is. It's a chance to get someone new on the card and give uh, Sarai a good little spotlight moment. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. 
Uh, this one's an interesting one. This is part of that Gambare relationship we see all of a sudden as Unagi will be wrestling on their, you know, biggest show to date against Yuna mm-hmm. Manase. Uh, Yuri of Gambare Pro, formerly of Just Tap Out, face off with my Sakurai. Yeah. I'm very curious here because I know when, like, the Momo masks were running rampant, Yuri had left uh, uh, just just up out at that time as well. A lot of people thought Yuri might be coming to stardom. Mm -hmm. And so this kind of feels, and, you know, she went with uh, Gumbo, which is cool, but this kind of feels almost like a, hey, remember me, you were talking about me, let me showcase why you would have been excited to have me on the team. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good that's a good way to look at it. I think, you know, Yuri's someone that I've been told is very good. I've never, mm. you know, I haven't seen many of her matches um, or can be very good, has a lot of potential. And not necessarily like, you know, she's a prodigy or anything, but she's someone that mm. can develop into a good wrestler. So I'm really excited to see her on this stage, uh, what she can do against Mai Sakurai. Uh, hopefully, you know, they stay to the Mai Sakurai style here and we don't have to go like, any advanced direction, so it should be interesting. Hmm. Uh, next up, I am going, by the way, in order of my interest levels and then what they had at the, as the main event as the last match. So just just giving everyone the warning here of why I'm going in this order. Uh, we have the Cosmic Angels slash Colors team of Nagi Sayaka, Mina Shirakawa, Yuko Sakurai, and Rina Amakura. Or Amin, I don't know what she's going by in this in this company. She cha- Mina said Amin, but previously it was Rina Amakor. We're going with Rina Amakor against the Oedo Tai team of Starlight Kid, Rina, and Raka, plus Haruka Umasaki, who of course we've watched. She's been in a match with Starlight Kid every single time so far, mm-hmm. and hopefully this is the final match before we get the singles match right that's what i hope this is um this time we get them teaming together she teamed with cosmic angels last time she said no to joining cosmic angels last time nagi was like what the heck like what this is why nagi rejects everyone because she doesn't want to be rejected i finally offer someone a spot and you say no and now you're gonna face me so that's what we're getting here um we're gonna see our first um, Cosmic Angels Colors team up actually at the Corican Hall with mm. their two premier members of Saki and Hikaru Shimizu. So it'll be interesting to see what these four do there at that time. Um, I think the there will be a breakdown between Kid and Uwasaki that will probably lead to uh, Oedotai losing in the end, but should be a should be an interesting match. There's a lot of fun dynamics at play here, obviously, between Colors and Cosmic Angels, the Cosmic Angels and Young Oedo feud that's been building on these new blood shows, and obviously then Haruka and Starlight Kid, but also Haruka and Cosmic Angels, because now we get to see them face off after the awkward, hey, we won, but you you don't (laughs) want to join us, why not? I think that's going to make some really fun in-ring stuff as well when she gets in there with Unagi and Mina. So this is going to be just a a match of match-ups, as weird as that sounds to say, uh, more so than the actual match itself. That'll be fun. That'll be fine. But I'm more looking forward to those little moments in the match in between. I'm I'm with you there. I mean, it's not going to be, you know, one of the best matches a new blood shows ever seen. I think we're about to have that in the next couple. But 
Should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun here. Um, speaking of the Cork and Hall today, this match could look very different mm-hmm. by the end of that show. But it will be the just tap out trio of Aoi, Tomoka Inaba, and Misa Kagura, who's I if you haven't seen her before, she's very talented. Um, I'm excited to see her in stardom for the first time. And by the way, I think Inaba is on her way here to stardom, just based on certain things that are happening in the outside stardom world. You know, she's going to the uh, finals against Aoi and just tap out for the rankings thing. Feels like a loss could be coming there. And of course, there is a uh, Sendai Girls Jr. Uh, tag, uh, not junior tag, junior singles match between Eureka Oka, which it looks like Eureka Oka will regain that title. So I'm just saying, could be on the way. And of course, she has that future of Charm title match with Hanan today. Who knows what happens there, right? Who knows what happens there? Maybe they go to a draw. Maybe that's how you get to a second match where Inaba possibly wins. But this match, they are facing Hanan, Saida, and Momo Kogo. Really fun trios match here. Yeah, look, any time this Just Tap Out crew of uh, Inaba and Aoi have come together, I feel like it's almost been the highlights of these new Blood shows. They've yeah. just really stood out amongst a lot of, you know, really talented youngsters. They feel like the ones that kind of scream, pay attention, we're sort of the next group that you want to see. So anytime we get them in action, I'm looking forward to it. They've been kind of paired off with these stars uh, girls a bit as well. So they're building that chemistry, that building that chemistry. So you're right. We don't know quite how this match is going to look compared to when we're talking now to when it actually happens. Uh, but regardless of the whoever has championships, whoever's looking like joining stardom, this is going to be fun. Um, yes. It's going to be a good match. And the talent is there to make it more than just fun matchups. So that's that's really all I ask for on the shows, and you know, make it more than fun matchups, and mm. you know, blah 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 blah. Mirai versus Suzu Suzuki. <laughs> this is the one. This is the one, everyone. This is the one. This is talking about giving away a big match for free. Yeah, this isn't going to be a main event. It's not going to be the main event because there's only one result to this match that's going to happen. But this is the biggest match New Blood's had in terms of just overall quality. Mm. Uh, Mirai, your your Cinderella winner, dominant has had has after this weekend, she will have competed for all the titles that she can pretty much compete for, besides the SWA. After this weekend, that is what she has completed already in six months, essentially. And Susan Suzuki is as close to a main eventer as you can get as an outside wrestler. She wins. She's the highlight of ever. She is the spotlight, not the highlight. She's well, she is the highlight as well, but she is the spotlight of every single match. She's in, in stardom. And unfortunately it's going to go to a draw. Like I have no hope in my body that they give one of these two a win. Um, if they do, it should be Suzu ahead of the five star, but I expect a draw. I expect a, Really good match. I'm really excited for this one. Uh, you know, Suzu Suzuki would probably win this match if she was signed. I want to say mm. that. That's how I kind of feel about it. I think they wouldn't be afraid to give her that major singles win heading into the major singles tournament. But, oh, I'm excited. This is going to be a good spotlight for what she's going to be doing in that tournament. 
I, the one result I could see, I, I don't see them doing it, but I would kind of like to see how they'd pull it off. Is DQ? if hmm? DQ? No, no, I expect that winning too. because <laughs> Julia kind of just trips Suzu up, oh. and it just does enough to maybe let Mariah hit one of big big moves or pull off the the submission or something. It just it doesn't need to be big interference, just enough to throw Suzu out, build and build and build to this big match that. They better bloody do. Um, whenever, whenever it's going to be, like if if they tease oh, us like do this, and don't <laughs> give it properly. Um, yeah. It's because obviously, you know, Suzu's currently working her way through uh, Donna Del Mundo. It almost felt like, uh, you know, obviously Mariah's not Donna Del Mundo now, but like there's still the connection. Julia mm-hmm. brought both of these people into stardom, so Suzu's going to, you know, basically tell them this is what happens when you associate with Julia and I'm around. Um, I also think Suzu might be coming in with a little bit of extra venom because she's seen Stardom bring in a cage and not ask her to take part in the bloodshed. <laughs> so I think I could see her being like, you, you missed out on a chance. And look, it wouldn't surprise me if Rossi's bought this cage because maybe we get them in a, you know, Julia and Suzu in a cage down the track. But they didn't want to do it straight away. But I could see Caesar going, no, I'm going to show you what you've missed and just yeah. wreck house. Um, yeah. Whatever happens... I think this match is a minimum barn burner. It, yeah. I can't see how it's not going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, Mariah has shown us in all her big matches she could show up. Mm. Suzu Suzuki often does show up in all her big matches from what we see, whether it be, you know, the ice ribbon matches that she had as champion or to, uh, competing for the title. What we've seen in stardom so far, you know, she gave Mai Sakurai her best match to date. At the last New Blood show. And to that day, I think my Sakurai has been involved in better matches since then. But as a singles wrestler, I don't, I don't think anything's come close to that. There's nowhere for her to hide. Right. So it's very exciting. Um, yeah, you know, I, I've been saying this the moment Suzu Suzuki signs a contract because it's going to happen eventually. I don't know when, but it's going to happen eventually. She's getting one of those top two titles. It's just, it feels like a guarantee. She's that much of a star. The reason people call her a prodigy in the first place. Um, I'm really excited for this one. I expect a draw. I think DQ could be in play. I think the trip up, like you said, from Julia could be in play. There's a lot of ways to look here. But speaking of Julia, Julia will main event most likely against the beast, uh, not the beast incarnate. Sorry. Sorry. I just, you know, we, we present a certain wrestler such a big deal in all her matches. I can only reference Brock Lesnar as a comparison, but Miyu Amasaki will likely main event yet another new blood show against Julia. If they can channel any part of the Julia Unagi Sayaka match from Unagi's uh, series from was that last year? Yeah, that was yeah last January, year. February last year. Lots happened since then to be fair, so give me give me a break, but since then, if this can come close to that in any way, we're going to have a special match here. I think we've already seen Miyu Amasaki, unfortunately, be really good at getting beat up, uh, <laughs> which, you know, can be a good thing or bad thing. But she has offensive moves that are really enjoyable to watch. I said today, after watching her match with uh, Waka, she already has one of the best roll-ups in wrestling, which is a good thing to have, especially when you're such a young wrestler. can give you some wins down the line. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think there's definitely a chance it's better than the Utami one because I think 
Julia's style works really well with wrestlers that are rookies, mm-hmm. as we saw with Unagi. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, obviously, Julia's going to win, but it's the excitement of the match itself. Yeah, look, these trial series that Stardom have really developed a penchant for doing with their sort of, you know, newcomers and the people have just signed or brought in, it always provides an interesting counterpoint to what we normally get, you know, the the back and forth match. These are always the rookies just getting their butts whooped and how can they respond? And obviously for Anagi, I think when she came in, the perceived talent level wasn't where it is with Miyu Amasaki. Uh, Unagi's developed into a, a great wrestler now, but at the time, like there was still the question marks. This was, this was where she was proving that, hey, she has value as a wrestler. Um, yeah. and Julia just really hammered her. Like it was a brutal sort of fight. And I think Mio Amasaki is in that similar spot where she's just a natural baby face. She's, as you said, really good at getting beaten up. And Julia's really good at just beating people up. Yeah, she's at her best when she's not trying to be a, a technical wizard, but when she's just getting down and dirty and just throwing ham, just throwing fists and throwing everything at someone. And this is the kind of match that really allows for that to happen. Um, I do think Stardom are still trying to find their Jungle Kiona, Momo, Watanabe kind of, you know, when the newcomers come in, who do they have to face in the ring to prove how good they are? I think Stardom are still working out their next sort of batch of those wrestlers, uh, but they're getting plenty of chances with, you know, Newcomers like Miyu Masaki and Yanagi Sayaka and the others that they've just brought in. So I think Julie is making a case for give me these matches and let me, you know, see where they're at. Let me litmus test them. Yeah, yeah, Julie ain't gonna go easy on her. You know, you know how Kyrie said she's gonna feel pain. I promise mm-hmm. you Julie is gonna make her feel some more pain in the end. But what a what a series for Miyu Amasaki. She mm-hmm. had Utami in her first match. She faced off with Kyrie in Kyrie's third match back. Now she's getting Julia. Should be a special one, even if it's just a very much one-sided yeah. fight. It should be a lot just, of fun. Julia, I, I know you're watching. Of course you are. Of course you Shells are. Shells to Julia. shoot butt for new blood. I know ah, you like to bust it not out. Not a shot. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Not me. a shot. She's and absolutely good. She pulls good. it out for random tag matches. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a non-zero chance she decides to... <laughs> landed on me but listen, don't listen. do it it's not worth she, it she got hurt last year right and she said i'm gonna come back and i'm just gonna be as violent as possible mm. without hurting my neck <laughs> without hurting yeah, but she you still know. does the headbutts no that hasn't gone away yeah that's my point though she's just enhanced in what she's going to do oh, i'm gonna boot you in the face more i'm mm. gonna hit you as hard as i can with my forearms hit you with knees and you're going to get these headbutts. That's what she's doing. And that's why I think she's the best she's ever been. Um, even if it's a little sadistic, it's great. Um, little let's sadistic. move on here. Let's move on here. We're going to, we're, we're already at our longest episode ever. Shocking. I mean, you don't have a choice when on that, but I do want to add this. We are going to talk real quick. Here are the five star grand prix dates. Very important because there are a lot of them. <laughs> the first two are on July 30th and the 31st at Oda Ward. Mm-hmm. Then we have one on the 6th, one on the 7th, one on the 11th at Corrigan. I'm only naming the big venues. No offense to little ones, but these are the ones that expect a, a couple bigger matches on them rather than like, you know, Saki Kashima versus Mina Shirakawa, for example, which, no offense, 
They'll probably watch. That'll be on, that'll be on the Oat Award show at the bottom of the card. That's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, Just that to... actually would be a really fun match. Yeah, maybe would, not main event level, but yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so Cork in eight eleven. We have August thirteenth, August fourteenth, uh, August twentieth in Osaka, August twenty seventh in the Cork and Hall. I believe that Osaka one. The day after that is that random pay per view that they said let's put on our show um so keep an eye out for that uh hamamatsu uh will be the 28th then on the uh september 3rd september 4th september 11th in yokohama i don't believe that is a big one i think it's just in yokohama Hmm. on the 12th they're in korokin they're doing a double take at osaka um for the 17th and 18th nagoya on the monday korokin once again on the Friday, um, a double shot on twenty on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth, and then the finals on the first of October. So a lot of dates, a lot yes. of dates, a lot of shows, a lot of great matches to be had. And that August thirteenth and fourteenth, you've got Stardom tournament, TJPW tournament, Noah tournament, and I think there's G one still going then as well. Yeah, hmm. the G1 would probably be near its end. So, yeah, it'd be near its. I think it finishes the week after, but it's just that weekend is where all the tournaments are in the middle of at different yeah, stages. A, but it's just ridiculous. That's the TJPW finale, yes, the finale. Oh, jeez. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. We love wrestling here. We, yeah, take, take your weekend and week off work to catch up on everything that's going to be going on that week. That's right before I go on vacation, so I probably will. Uh okay, that's gonna be my main vacation. I'm just gonna sit there and watch wrestling like I usually do. It's not like it's different, but let's get to it. Mid summer champions. This will this will be a lot faster, honestly, than the New Blood show. I'm not gonna lie to you because it's 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 a very top heavy card. Let's just say they that. haven't stacked it to go against TJPW. No, and yet there aren't two matches I'm more excited for than the top two matches on this show. These are the top two championship matches I've wanted since these champions won the belts. There is a chance that one of those titles change. There's a chance that neither change. There is a chance. The moment you announce the next competitor before the they match could break your heart. They could break your heart. Yeah. I think it could be a tease. I just want to see. I, I want to have a video on your face if it does happen. <laughs> You'd be like, Are you kidding me? You get like all angry, start throwing stuff. I mean, I'm not going to throw stuff, but like the fact that they've already run Kid versus Kyrie, I can't see them bringing it back again. Well, Kyrie when... just doesn't get the belt. She just has to go cry about it. Just be like, oh, well, now my super special tag partner has to just face a loser and her tag partner instead. And I'll be like, fine, I'll go back to WWE. No, let's not do that. Let's not do that. All right, listen, I'm already probably getting Tony Storm. That's enough. Shout out Tony Storm. If you're, I don't know, I don't know if it's her, but I can't think of anyone else. So we're going to go, we're going to act like it's Tony Storm. Anyways, bring an Aussie back. I'm cool with that. Well, between the two choices, I prefer Tony Storm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lady C versus Hina. We're not talking about it. Hanan versus Wakasukiyama. Okay. Uh, that could, that could, for some odd reason, turn into a title defense. It shouldn't, but it could. 
I'm this is where saying. Wakamania begins. Oh my god, imagine for first win was for the title. I would be uh to beat Waka, uh, not to beat Waka, to be Hanan, who would have mm. just broken the record of yes. Utami from yeah, that, that that would just make so much sense. Uh this is where the card starts to get um interesting. We have Utami and Miyu Amasaki teaming against Mirai and Ami Surei. Ami Surei and Mirai have a title match this weekend mm-hmm. against FWC. I don't expect them to win. But if they do, could be a very interesting match there if they wanted to change that up. I do like the team of Utami and Miu. I'd like to see them team more. Um, though I'm thinking, you know, tag league mm. assumptions here. I think I'd like Utami and Izumi together to change it up because I don't want Aphrodite together. I've, I've been there, seen that. I want different, different, something different for Izumi, but. I wouldn't mind a Miyu, Amasaki, Utami team, and then Saya and Izumi, and then Lady C I probably won't be that happening. Because they're really Gina. building Utami as the mentor for Amasaki. And this gives uh, Utami a chance to basically chill during the yeah. tag tournament. Kind of like the, the classic New Japan, you team Tanahashi with Hanare and just let Hanare get beat up every single match. By the way, um, bold to say that Utami needs to chill. She's chilled for six months, but okay. But she's coming. She's going to be coming out of G one, where I presume she's probably not a G one, not a G one. Five. I do star this all the time. Pre. Yes, it's after better the five than star the G1. Grand Prix. Do I do after the five star? Let me put this into your head. Better than the G one. <laughs> Stay it with <laughs> me, Trent. I'm going to be better watching than... Stardom tournament more than the New Japan tournament. That, I'm just going to say tournament. Utami's uh, going to have a big tournament leading into another tournament. Um, yes. Well, I also expect Utami's second half of the year to probably pick back up. I think this was just a let her cool down a bit after being the dominant force over the past year. Um, after her five star this year, I think, yeah, she'll start to do a bit more. Probably a big Oeno tie fight again. Uh, but yeah, during the tag league, let her chill, let Miu get beat up. And Azumi and Kanatani will be a really fun team. Yes, yes, they will. Uh, they've already shown flashes of tag team moves too when they team up, so that's cool. Mm. Uh, stars versus Away to Tie. The stars team of Mayu Yutani, Azuki, Koguma, and Saeeda against the Away to Tie team of Saki, Kashima, Ruaka, Fukigan Death, and Rina. Uh, yeah, we don't have to talk much about that. <laughs> I, I just, I love the promo graphic for this match where you've got Ida at the very top of them all just doing a fancy little, yeah. Mm. yeah. That alone, I'm, I'm glad this match is happening for that. Uh, we got the, okay, big teams here. We got, <laughs> whew, okay, I was, it broke my head a little bit. I thought it was top and bottom, but it's not. Okay, we got the Cosmic Angels colors team against the DDM team. So on the Cosmic Angels colors side, we have Unagi Sayaka, Saki, Mina Shirakawa, Yuko Sakurai, Tam Nakano, and Hikari Shimizu against the DDM. This is this is just DDM. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> uh, Hameka, Natsupoi, Micah, My Sakurai, Tekla, and Julia. Tekla will definitely be back for this show, which is a wonderful sight. I have missed her. She's one of the better um, house show competitors. Mm. She usually goes a little harder than everyone else, but I'm happy that she took the time off. So she's ready for the five star most importantly, but this should be a lot of fun. Uh, yes. you, you know, you're going to have Tam and Julia want to kill each other because you know, they just can't, they can't help themselves. 
they'll eliminate themselves because it's yeah. elimination over top rope rules. Yeah. So yeah. You, your top stars always go out relatively early. It gives the chance for the others to shine. I could see, I could see them give a big win to like Saki here mm. if they wanted to like really establish yeah. the colors, Cosmic Angels combo. But again, it's DDM, so I'm never gonna doubt that yeah. either. But the fact it's like, over the top rope, though, you yes. can protect DDM with this loss. Mm-hmm. And I think colors do kind of need to pick up the wins here yeah. and there because yeah, you know, they lost a big match to Cosmic Angels, which made sense. But they do need to show that they belong here. If they just lose everything, then. Yeah, it's also it's also important to say that I think every time they've done one of these matches, now my Sakurai has been the last person left, and I kind of see it happening again with her, <laughs> which is very funny. But I would have specifically a colors person win the match. I think that's Sorry. very important. Yeah. Uh, but it's a it's a fun match. All the you know we said this is a top heavy car but i include that in this because it's a very interesting match mm. um and I, they've been doing really well with these elimination matches um since the beginning of the year so i always think, enjoy them because it, it yeah. throws in something different you know it's yeah stardom always do these big multi-woman tag matches really well i think it's an underrated aspect of their shows um mm-hmm. and this is a, always when it's on a pay-per-view and when it's elimination rules, I think they always tend to go just that little bit harder and find creative ways because you can eliminate people outside of the norm. They find ways to make it interesting and fun. Mm. Like we saw on the, the last pay-per-view. So like kid going That's kamikaze true. and taking out the top stars. That's true. All right. High speed. High speed time. The title is on the line as Zumi defends against... Momo Coco. Momo Coco had this nice video posted from the stardom accounts, and Azumi said, nah, you still stick. You know, Azumi's <laughs> just chilling on the sidelines. She has she's recovering from whatever injury she had, and she said, You know what? I'm choosing violence today. And you still stink. I'm not worried about it. She um, misses think- all the other stardom stuff. She doesn't appear on the press conferences. She doesn't do the 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 show that the rest of Queen's Quest were on, but she'll take time to disappear. But someone planet. talks up someone else. High speed that isn't her? Yeah, okay. You're going to yeah. hear it from her. Um, this should be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see Momo in such a big spot. Mm. Uh, Co-Momo, that is, of course. Superior. Because... Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. Take it back. Take Equivalent, my my. Take it back. Take it back. Stars, my my. Better. Better. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes because... Zumi's someone that you can go in there with and she can make you look better. Mm. But at the same time, you also have to keep up. Yeah. And I don't know if Momo Kogo can keep up. So <laughs> it's it's an experimental excitement of mm. can she be a serious high-speed wrestler for this division? She's shown flashes. She has mm. some good moves. But she's still very, very raw in a lot of her um and a lot of her offense and overall wrestling. So it's going to be interesting. She has the right person to help her lead, help lead her through it, but she's got to keep up. <laughs> yeah. Azumi's not the type to necessarily carry you to matches just because she is so quick. Like she'll yeah. make you look good at moments, but like if you don't keep up, you will also look incredibly slow and yeah. behind the pace. Um, she's not like a Momo Watanabe or a Mai Iwatani who will make sure to kind of wrestle to your pace. Um, yeah. So I'll be interested to see how Momo goes. This is, yeah, this is her proving ground match. Yeah. Where is she at? Um, they definitely she's not des- getting 
good. I was just going to, obviously she's not in the five star this year, which is kind of your proving ground for some wrestlers. We well, think. Um, yeah, she she might, she might not. Well, that, I could have just made myself look like a fool after today. Um, <laughs> but presuming she's not in the yeah. five star, this is kind of her equivalency. Yeah. Where are you at? Against yeah. a really good talent. Most importantly, she should not win. Um, mostly oh, no. because oh, no. I just want to point out there's a certain wrestler that's back that said she would like to go for the high speed wrestler that doesn't work in stardom, and I need it. That wrestler's <laughs> me a moment. Oh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that needs to happen. I no, I don't think I know it needs to happen. You don't want it to be Mio versus Mo- Momo? No. No, Try and say that match really quickly. Unless Mio versus Momo. Come on now. Mio versus Momo Watanabe, you sign me up. Mio mm. versus Momo Kogo, I'll take it if she's winning, but like, nah, I don't need it. I don't need it. You can keep that. Uh, but yeah, Azumi wins here. Let's get to the big matches before we sign off here. Saya Kamatani defends her title against Starlight Kid. This will be Starlight Kid's first Wonder of Stardom challenge since the match against Tam Nakano on a house show last year, which was really good. She had two last year, also the one against Julia, which I thought was fantastic. Um, Starlight Kid's a better wrestler than she was in those two matches. Um, She's going to be the heel. These two have phenomenal chemistry together just based off their tag team matches alone. I'm excited. Uh, had they not done the Kyrie thing, I think we'd be going into this feeling a lot more 50 50. Yeah, now we're at like now I'm more of a, like an 80 20, truthfully. But you're more hopeful than I am. Yeah, I mean, I expect them to just put on a show, that's really mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. I expect them to reach the levels of that Natsupoi match from earlier this year, but potentially even better. Um, I think they have all the makings to have a great match, and I'm really excited to see what they do. Yeah, this, this match should be phenomenal. They pair really well together stylistically. Uh, Starlight Kids really come into our own in the heel tactics, and Saikamatani always puts on a show in these big match situations. Uh, so it's going to be fantastic. I am disappointed that we have... Mm. I'm not disappointed that we have Kyrie lurking the show. No, but no. I do wish they had... Held Waited back for after this match to do that. Yeah, just because <laughs> of, yeah, I think I was talking to you before, and the two people I could have seen beating Kamatani for this title was Kyrie and Starlight Kid. Yeah. If I didn't know Kyrie was coming, I would have fully believed Starlight Kid was a good mm-hmm. chance to win this. Would have made yeah. all the sense in the world. But now that they've been doing Kyrie in the background and they've been building up her and Kamatani pretty much from the start, so yeah. that match kind of has to happen for the Wonder of Stardom Championship just makes sense. So it's going to be a fantastic match. Results probably being telegraphed a bit more than I would have liked. But Yeah, I mean, it does take away from it. But, uh, you know, when the match happens, if they can do enough yeah. to convince you, that means... Star like Kid's going to have a flash pin that bite, yeah. gets me to bite. I, I, I know that's going to happen. She's going to kick out a 2.99999. You're going to be like... <gasps> because Saya's really good at those near falls, both... Mm for her and against her so really excited for that one but this is the this is the match that i've been waiting for this is the match that actually i'm writing an article about check that out on voices of wrestling.com i don't know when end of the month <laughs> end of the month well end of the month actually would fit the answer uh end of the week 
or next week right before the show. Um, but it is the rematch of the five-star Grand Prix final from last year, a match that I thought was one of the best all years, a match that I will I consider a classic in starting. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the Shuri Tommy match that everyone talked about, but it was it was great in its own way. 18 minutes of just phenomenal, phenomenal action to decide the five-star Grand Prix winner. Of course, that is Shuri defending the World of Stardom Championship against Momo Watanabe. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here that I don't think a lot of people are remembering. Um, You know, you have that match, right? Momo kind of has the night off. She's in a match, Mm. but she didn't do much. It was five minutes. We didn't even see it, I don't think. I don't even think we saw that match. I don't think they ever posted it. Didn't matter. She had the night off because Julia was hurt. Shuri, as you and me discussed, that was the first time we actually ever reviewed a show together. Mm. Shuri goes in there and has a 20-minute classic of <laughs> fantastic tournament match against Takumi Roja. They go to a draw. Then, you know, not even an hour later, Shuri has to go back out there to, you know, continue chasing her destiny, her dream to get to that World of Stardom title. Then there's Momo, who has her own World of Stardom championship story. You know, that's the title she wants. She wants no other title. She'll take another title, but singles-wise, she doesn't want anything else. She wants that one. And in the end, as we all know, Shuri won. Shuri moved on to win the world title. And Momo Watanabe left Queen's Quest in the dust. She said, that's it. I can't get it done here. I'm moving on, going selfish. She's now more brutal, more physical, a little bit more methodical, but, you know, she's just, you know, cussing people with wrenches now. She has completely transformed herself, and I think in her current form, she can be a world champion. And that's where we go right here. Will she be a world champion? Will she not? I have no idea. They could surprise us. I'm expecting a Shuri win, mostly because I'll never get my hopes up for a Momo win. I can't <laughs> do that to myself. But it should be fantastic. Yeah, this is going to be a fantastic match. I'm not expecting Momo to win. Uh, I think Stardom have got into this pattern of... They need the, to take, you know, change one of these titles. So. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm a bit worried we're getting into this holding pattern of the championships always changing hands post five star but look i don't mind if we get more shuri main event matches um obviously right. momo watanabe red belt run would be fantastic one question i do have for you scott how concerned are you with the wrench and kind of playing against the rules are you particularly worried that that's going to negatively affect the matches quality i'm i'm not and it's only because i don't think it affected the zumi match like, that's the only one I can reference. I can't reference mm. the Natsupoi one. That was just a match that was happening. Yeah. Um, I think it adds an interesting element, actually, because what if the ref doesn't see it, right? What if she goes mm. with the loaded boot and she hits it? Then it's like you have that moment of, oh, my God, is she going to win? Because how do you stop the unstoppable Shuri? A wrench to the skull might be it. Like, like legitimately, <laughs> the move that took Azumi out for basically a month. Yeah. So for me, it actually could add to it. Now it depends mm. how much they, you know, act with it and tease it. 
there's a there's a perfect medium to get there. But if she puts it in her boot and we play with that for like a you know couple minutes span of her trying to kick her head off and maybe she ultimately does hit it, it adds a lot of drama right there for that pin because you're like, oh my god. And if Shuri kicks out of that, Shuri's never losing this title. <laughs> <laughs> like Julia Julia might have to like, you know, kill her. <laughs> To win at that point yeah um and i think that's where a lot of people do see this title eventually going but i will mm. say the only other person to me that makes sense beating shuri is momo watanabe that's why i'm so interested in this match i don't mm. expect it because i do think it's julia who takes the title off of her yeah. but if there were to be someone else that would also make sense to eventually losing it to julia that's why i think momo makes sense because mm. if momo were to lose it to julia there's already a story there of the five star match that never happened, they are they hate each other. Like it's the singles match, we've and never they're still gotten. protecting it, right? Plus a Momo Tommy title match. Mm. They already have these built in things. If Momo won, I don't expect if Momo were to win, which I, again I don't expect, but if she did, I wouldn't expect it to be a long reign. But a reign nonetheless, you can get a couple great matches in there. Mm. You'd really shake it up. So that you don't go down that pattern, I think it's an interesting idea to look at. I again, I don't expect it, but there is potential there. And if you have to use the wrench to beat Shuri to also kind of protect Shuri in a way, I get it. I get yeah. it. And then you add in some intrigue to the five star. Can Shuri go back to back to get her title back? Mm. The answer is no. But can she? Right? Like that's yeah. that's the interesting part here. I don't want the title to go from five star winner to five star winner. Hmm. Because that's yeah, kind of that, what that's, that's what I'm expecting. Same, and that's what I've been worried about. And why part of the reason why I'd be cool with Momo doing this. Um, and the other thing is too, it guarantees Momo at least a couple of month reign with the championship. Mm-hmm. She might not get many defenses through it, but let's say she holds it for about six, probably months. two at least. Guaranteed. Yeah, six months. She gets two months of five star, and then two defenses before eventually losing it. That would be fine. It would still kind of put it in the championship changing hands at the end of the year kind of issue that we've had. But at yep. least you would have that little bump Shake in the up. road for right. normal. Um, the only other thing that would stop me from thinking Momo would win this is because they have te- uh, teased Tam versus Sherry. And I feel like that's a big red belt match that we need to see, especially mm-hmm. now that I've hinted at it. So again, stardom building. Like, Building ahead to the future kind of telegraphs the present. But the match is still going to be fantastic. I do agree that the wrench throws in that interesting mix of if she hits the loaded boot, it's hard not to buy that as a victory. So if Shuri was to survive that, that would be a good shock. Um, But, yeah, hopefully they don't lean too much on Momo breaking the rules and slowing the pace of the match because we've seen when these two just try and kick each other's head off, it's a match of the year contender. And they're going to have more time to do it. Shuri's going to be fresh um, because she <laughs> hasn't just wrestled a 20-minute match against the Ace of Marvelous. Uh, yeah. So this match should be fantastic. The only question mark I have is how much wrench play is involved. A little bit good, a lot of it, eh. Yeah. It, it's it's so exciting to me because you you do go into this match more so than the Saya kid one had Kyrie not challenged. Mm. Where it's like, I don't expect it, but at the same time, I can see it. And you bring up the TAM match, and I think that's an important thing to bring up. I think you can easily shift that to a TAM challenge against Momo, but also a Shuri-TAM 
five-star match. I think that's something you can shift if you want to. Um, if Momo were to have defenses against Tam, Utami, and Julia, and maybe that's it, that's still a very good rate. That's yeah. still, like, top names. So that way I also look at it. Again, I expect Shuri to win here. It would be crazy of us not to expect Shuri to win, I think, at this point. But it's exciting that we even have this conversation. We mm-hmm. haven't had this conversation for that top title for a while. Yes. We had it Basically once. since last year. Yeah. Know, when she was in that final. And it's like, oh, maybe. Right. Because we didn't really have it for mm-hmm. um, World Climax. It was like, oh, well, you know, Julia and Mayu, they're big challenges. It could happen, but probably not very yeah. soon. This is the first time that I'm like, oh, well, well. Well, maybe, probably not, but maybe. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's exciting enough for this. Match. If I was oh. more of a Watanabe fan, I think I'd be more latched onto the just that sliver of hope that she oh, wins. I'm absolutely latched. I'm a bit more pragmatic <laughs> here because I, I think Momo's fantastic, but I'm not quite. I'm not at the front of the Momo train like a lot of people are. Because if you're if you're a Momo fan, you're a big Momo fan. There's no kind yeah. of partial fandom there. It's, you're right. all in, or you're yeah, she's okay. Um, so I'm I'm a bit more pragmatic with this one, I guess. Same with me with the kids Kamatani match, but hey, I would love the shake up just because. Yeah, yeah, my one one of my complaints has been champions going from five star to five star. Mm-hmm. Mix it up, let's make it interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I think that's the best way to go. Um, it sets you up for and and you ha- again you have stories either way. You have stories mm-hmm. either way you go. Uh, should be a great match. It, it's not the strongest card in terms of top to bottom, mm. but it is as strong as you can get for two matches where you're just looking for match of the year contenders, really. Like, that's yeah. the truth. That's just the truth. You're They're going to be worth the cost of admission, as high yeah. as that cost of admission is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're used to it by now. But yeah. that that's the show that kicks off Stardom's massive July and mm. really their massive rest of the year they just have a crazy second half that begins with those two shows uh that's that's it we we almost went two hours the joshi dreamcast uh trent thank you for joining us tell everyone where they can find you whether it be articles podcast twitter which i've already shown people but if they you know still good to say If you're listening to the podcast version of this, I, do you guys, yeah, podcast version, yes. uh, I'm on Twitter at OneUpCulture. Uh, I write for Wrestle In and do both uh, articles and podcasts with them. Speaking of Momo and Shuri, I've actually got a Momo Watanabe article pegged to come out just before the big show as well. So you get a double dose of uh, Scott and then me with Momo-based articles. I also write for Monthly Pro Wrestling Magazine as their online stuff, but Primarily, probably the magazine's the one you want to be checking out. Uh, we're in between issues at the moment. We interviewed Julia and Rossi on the first. Uh, the magazine just gone. We're hoping to get some big, a big name or two for the next one as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that. So, so what about your podcasts? Ah, so. Well, I've got two podcasts. One of them is Patreon exclusive for Wrestle In. Uh, it's called Into the Wrestleverse. We basically just talk about everything that's going on in the wrestling world. The other one that's probably a bit more your style, fans listening to Fightful Overbook, this particular show, is the Ocean Cyclone Show, where I get to co-host with the fantastic Ryan Dilbert and some other guy. Uh, do you know him, Scott? Oh, yeah. Scott. 
Okay. Yeah, it happens yeah. to be me. Thanks. Mm, Appreciate mm. it. So if you like this dynamic for the past one hour, 50-odd minutes, um, and you want more of it, you can get check that out, which is a monthly show. And Ryan's fantastic. So he really brings it all together. Yeah, he's the one that keeps us from not going off the rails, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He tries to keep it steady, and we're the ones trying to just destroy the plan yeah, completely. Yeah, and, and the Got fun a new part episode of the... coming out this week. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, my God, we recorded that so long ago. That's crazy. But the fun part <laughs> about that show is that you can check it out, and it, it, the topics are very evergreen in a way. Mm. You can listen, mm. you can go back to our first episode and listen. And really, you don't miss anything because it is a monthly podcast. We just kind of have our own topics, and it's a lot of fun. So definitely check that out. Um, oh, and my stuff. Right. I never remember that. I never remember my stuff, which is a lot. Uh, of course, you can follow me at Scotty Wrestling. It's down below. Or if you're listening to podcasts, you can just follow me and you know, see all my thoughts. My many thoughts per day, not just per week. It's per day. Um, I pretty much tweet about every match I watch live Which tweet every stardom. Yeah. Live tweet every stardom pay-per-view because what is sleep? Uh, don't need it. Don't need it. Couldn't even imagine it. Uh, you know, we're, we're coming off the heels of a forbidden door pay-per-view that left the wrestling world talking. And yet we just spent two hours talking about stardom that had this, a pay-per-view the same day so yeah you can check all that out you can check out my sukasa fujimoto uh article interview on fightful.com of course you can check out my mio momono interview over at voiceofwrestling.com of course keep an eye out for the well i have a few interviews hopefully coming up soon but make sure you keep an eye out for the momo shuri article as I revisit their classic and look forward to their upcoming match. I'm not going to call it a classic yet. hasn't happened, but I have a lot of hopes for it, as you can hear us talk about. So until next time, for Trent, I'm Scott. Have a good one, everyone. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.